0: Welcome to the Time Out with Josh Podcast. That's right. This is where you stay for your day in Time Out. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to episode two of the Time Out with Josh Podcast. Again, we are looking for sponsors. Make sure that you get that information to me. That keeps us on the air. keeps us going and keeps us functioning here at Time Out with Josh. Um, We are super stoked. It is about to be Thanksgiving. This is probably one of my most favorite parts of the year. Um, and times of the year, for sure. For sure. So that's what we're going to dive into. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving dinner. Now, (laughs) some of you may be sitting there going, oh, great. Now I've got PTSD. Um, (laughs) Some of you, um, you might be like I am and say, hey, you know what? Thanksgiving, hell yeah. Bring it the fuck on. So um, first of all, let's talk about the food. I don't know about you guys, but I am all about that food. So as our family celebrates Thanksgiving and whatnot like that, the basically the way that our family did it, my grandparents would do Thanksgiving dinner at their place, or my aunt and uncle's one or the other, and be basically had this spread. You know, the dressing the potatoes, the green beans, the green bean casseroles, the cranberry sauce, the vegetables, all the like olives and celery and carrots and radishes, all that stuff. Uh obviously your pecan pie, your pumpkin pie, uh, you know, enough whipped cream to float a boat. Um <laughs> because, you know, us kids we Drawn everything in whipped cream um, when it came to dessert time. Coffee. And uh, as I'm sitting here right now, I am drinking this in honor of my grandfather. Um, my grandfather and my uncle uh, were big Jim Beam drinkers. And uh, the only time I really saw my grandfather drink was at the holidays. And he had Beam and water on the rocks. And cheers to you guys. That is what I'm drinking today. So... Um, all that stuff rolls. I mean, God, we had so much food, like so much food, you know, the kind the kind of situation where you end up getting your food, putting it on the plate and then going back because damn, there wasn't enough room on the plates. I mean, my grandmother, God rest her soul. She had the biggest dinner plates on the face of the planet, but you know what? I needed a platter. I needed a platter. That is for sure. And my grandfather, holy smokes, did that man cook a turkey. Um, he was an artist, a true artist to cooking a turkey. So all the food stuff, let's talk about it. First of all, we never stuffed our turkey. We put vegetables and stuff like that in it. But we never put the stuffing in the turkey. We made dressing. And I know there's a big controversy about it. It's not really Thanksgiving. If you have dressing, it's not really Thanksgiving. If you do stuffing I like whatever man whatever floats your boat I'm not about that dressing life. I take the drippings from the turkey. I put it in or into the stuffing life I'm sorry, Um, but I would take the drippings from the turkey make like a turkey broth From the year before take that save it freeze it and then use that for the dressing Season it up bake that thing up in a pan because let's be real that dressing You cannot get enough of it when it's made right. You can't get enough You got to put your celery your onions your mirepoix You got to put your celery onions and carrots in there your fresh herbs your bread crumbs Everything's got to go in there and then those drippings and some butter mmm Amazing and there's never enough of it, right? There's never enough of that dressing. So if you make stuffing more power to you congratulations i'm not a biggest fan of it i like mine a little bit drier not so sloppy and soggy wet i can't get enough so i gotta make it in a pan have extra 100 and uh then the cranberry sauce holy smokes cranberry sauce bring it on cranberry sauce is my jam so let's be real When it comes down to the end of the day and you've got that food coma going, you take your nap, you pass out, you eat some dessert, you wake up, eat some dessert. It's like, hell, it's probably like four or five o'clock in the afternoon. Second football game is almost done. You're laying there and you think to yourself, you know what? I have not punished myself close to enough today i need leftovers and you grab yourself some turkey you grab yourself some dressing some mashed potatoes you grab that cranberry sauce and you cram as much of that onto a dinner roll a nice sweet dinner roll like a hawaiian roll holy cow bring it on bring on those king's hawaiian rolls you cram it onto that thing and you pile drive another i don't know three for those sandwiches, it's over. It's over, right? I mean, you are in heaven, but that cranberry sauce, it brings it all together. So a good cranberry sauce, put it in there. Not that cranberry jelly stuff. I'm talking cranberry sauce, like the real sauce, the, the stuff that you make. You get the cranberries, you boil them down with the sugar. You make that cranberry sauce yourself. Good cranberry sauce. So you got that. You get yourself, uh, you know, a really The really good batch of cranberries, man, holy smokes, you cannot beat it. So, you got that stuff. You got the mashed potatoes. I don't know about you guys, I'm a huge fan of mashed potatoes, love mashed potatoes, always have loved mashed potatoes. And my dad, forever, has always made some of the best mashed potatoes I have ever had in my life. So, my dad was responsible for bringing mashed potatoes about 95% of the time to Thanksgiving dinner. I make mine a little bit different, but let's talk about it for a second. You take those, those potatoes, you dice them up. I like them rustic style. Leave the skin on, dice those things up, throw them in the pot, boil it down, get them nice and soft, pull that pot off, drain those potatoes out, toss that real butter, that real salted sweetened butter in there, get that all melted up in there. And instead of using milk or heavy cream, I kill it with some freaking sour cream throw that sour cream in there get it all in there get it all mashed up get yourself some nice minced garlic going on in there add a few little finely diced onions holy dear god when you throw the gravy on there mmm man alive i seriously after i record this i'm gonna have to get up and make some dinner this is getting me hungry so you got mashed potatoes Got the cranberry sauce. We talked about the dressing. Now let's move on to the green bean casserole. Now, I have gone to other people's Thanksgivings. And I kind of half expected to see green bean casserole. But it was just regular green beans. And don't get me wrong. I love me some green beans. But, like, dude. Is it me? Or are you just supposed to have green bean casserole at Thanksgiving? It seems like I don't know. That's like that that's like one of those things. It's like potatoes, it's like dressing, it's like the turkey. Green bean casserole goes with Thanksgiving. And the thing is, is like as a kid, you're like, screw that green bean casserole. That stuff's nasty. I just want the good stuff. I want pie. I want chocolate pie. I want you know pecan pie. I want all of it. But that green bean casserole, the older you get, huh? And it's simple. It's simple. It's simple. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm a huge fan of the French cut green beans. And they're not regular green beans. I want French cut green beans. Put those in there with some cream and mushroom soup. Those French fried onions that you get at the store in the container. That, like, you end up buying, like, two containers of it because you're sitting there just pile driving the hell out of them before you even cook. And you end up with less than what you're supposed to have. Throw a little cheddar cheese in there and then just pop it in the oven and let it cook oh gets that nice little crust on the top good lord good lord good stuff good stuff so we got that and then you know you have your extra stuff like everybody our family did a bunch of different extra things you know we do the we do the hawaiians rolls the sweet rolls like i said huge fan huge huge fan and I got a funny story about that because we're gonna get story time here in a minute um, with my sister, and she's gonna if she hears this podcast, she is gonna call me and she is gonna yell at me that I am calling my sister out. That is for sure because it was one of the funniest things. Um, and and no matter what we do in Thanksgiving, uh, now that we don't really see the extended family and it's just our family—it's my parents, my brother, and his family, and my sister and her family together. Um, We still call her out on it. So (laughs) you're going to have to wait for a couple minutes and we're going to get to that one. But we do the green beans. We do the stuffing. We do the the turkey, do the mashed potatoes, a bunch of other vegetables, just, you know, squash, asparagus, you know, stuff like that. Just tons of stuff. One of my favorite things was the pickled asparagus. You do the pickled asparagus out there. Um, And it was like, it was baked. It wasn't really pickled. Why did I say pickled? I don't know why. I don't know why. I got pickled. I, I, I got pickled something on my mind, and I'll tell you about that. But the asparagus, marinate it in Italian dressing and then just bake it in the oven. I don't know why it's so good, but it is freaking delicious. And I'm not talking that canned bullshit. Not that canned asparagus that's like all mushy and stuff. I'm talking real fresh asparagus. Good stuff. So I throw this asparagus in the oven bake it let it get nice and, and tender and then ooh man good 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 eating and then the pickled stuff this is why this is where i was going to so my grandmother being the amazing wonderful woman that she was um would do pickled cucumbers and onions so you take a little bit of dill and you put it into a jar and you put some salt and pepper in there and a big, like big mason jar, you know, like one of those, one of those gargantuan pickle jars, something like that, or like a Tupperware thing, she would put it in there too. And then cut up cucumbers and cut up onions and put it in there and let it soak for like a day and a half. Two days. And then pull that out. Holy that 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 apple cider vinegar in there with those with those cucumbers and onions, holy smokes. I mean, I'm sorry if you guys are driving or if you're just sitting around and you haven't eaten yet and this is making you hungry, because my mouth is watering right now. My mouth is flat out watering. But you put those cucumbers on your plate with those onions and you eat it with some of that, that sweet food and you get that savory in there. Mmm, cannot beat it. Cannot beat it. For sure. So then you get down to the turkey. And I know there's like 800 different ways to make a turkey now. Like people, deep fried turkeys. If you're having a big Thanksgiving dinner, I went to a buddy's house uh, two years ago for Thanksgiving. They did a deep fried turkey and a roasted turkey. They are they taste different. They're delicious. Both of them are amazing. I love, love, love deep fried turkey because it's so moist. And just, it just, oh God, do not start fires. You got to be careful with that thing. Too many people burn themselves with those things. Well, let me tell you, holy cow, I am all about that deep fried turkey. That is some good stuff. But if you're roasting a turkey, first of all, take that little stupid pop out thing out of your turkey. That thing does not set off until it's like 180 degrees internal temperature, which makes your turkey dry. It messes that turkey up. Totally messes it up. And I don't use a bag. I don't use a bag. My grandfather used to use a bag to do his turkeys. I don't bag my turkeys. I put it in a big, huge roasting pan and cover it with aluminum foil, and and use it that way. Because if you're basting your turkey enough while it's cooking, and you've got enough moisture in your turkey, um, you know butter, uh, you know turkey juices. Um, there's there's a couple different ways. I'll tell you guys how I make mine. You will not have a dry turkey. And I'm a dark meat kind of guy. I like the dark meat. I like The turkey leg is my favorite thing to eat. If it's Thanksgiving and I'm cooking a turkey, that turkey leg is mine. I own that turkey leg. It belongs to me. I will lick it and make it mine. Nobody will take that turkey leg from me. That thing is mine. But, if you have a turkey, you put it in that roasting pan. My thing, the thing that I do, is I put carrots on the inside of the turkey. And I put two apples cut in half in there. And I put an orange cut in half inside the turkey. That's gonna provide a lot of moisture to the inside of the turkey. It gives it a savory, kind of citrusy flavor to it. It's really, really good. On the outside of the turkey, I take two sticks of butter and put it in the pan. That's gonna give you your fat. Not that margarine stuff, not that fake, I cannot believe it, but I'm talking butter, like real butter. Man, it's Thanksgiving. Like, indulge, get some butter put it in your turkey pan and just let it melt while it's in there and then the key is low and slow I turn that turkey on at 300 degrees and bake and bake and bake and bake that turkey's in there for hours now a lot of people are like well if it's this many pounds it should take this long yeah it's true that is true it should take that long don't set a timer and be like okay in an hour and a half the turkey will be done it's a little bit different. You know, turkeys are like humans. They grow fat and meat in different places. Majority of the exact same places, but it's a little bit thinner, a little bit thicker depending on the turkey. My suggestion, get yourself a remote thermometer. Go on Amazon, get yourself a remote thermometer, put that thing in the turkey, and then have it connected to your phone, whether it's Bluetooth or or the little unit that it has sitting outside of it. Sit that thing on the counter, and when the internal temperature reaches 165 degrees and stays there for four minutes, you're good. You are good at that point. You're going to have the moistest turkey on the face of the planet because you're not going to overcook it. You're not going to dry that thing out. Periodically, while you're cooking the turkey, every 45 minutes or so, get yourself a good baster. Baste that thing. Get a brush, um, a basting brush, and brush it baste it, soak that thing over and over and over again. Get that thing nice and soaked. Now, if you want the skin a little bit crispier, right at the end of your cooking, once you've reached 165 degrees, crank that up in that oven up to broil, you know, 450, 500, and take the tin foil off of there and let it, like, crisp up that skin a little bit. That's my thing. I like my skin a little bit crispy on it, so I, I do that for about... I don't know, about four or five minutes, and it gets it a nice little crisp on the outside of that skin. It's amazing. Make sure before you do that, though, you baste it. Take that aluminum foil off, baste it really good, get that fat content all over that, that meat, and do it. The outside of my turkey, I usually put um, a bunch of different spices on the outside of it, like Italian seasoning, oregano, basil. I throw um, some rosemary in the pan, so it's got that nice rosemary flavor to it. But i put oregano basil salt pepper on the outside of it um i got a couple of friends that like to throw some cayenne pepper or chili pepper on it and make like a rub and rub it down on the outside do what you want to do but generally speaking if you take that little popper out of the turkey and you put it in that remote thermometer you're going to end up with a super super moist turkey yeah i use that word i use the m word guys i used the the dreaded m word that turkey is going to be nice and moist it's going to be delicious and even if you're a dark meat person, you will end up eating the white meat on that turkey because it is nice and tender. It is delicious. So you got the turkey in there. You got all that stuff. Now, I mean, you got to have pecan pie. You got to have pumpkin pie. If you don't have those at Thanksgiving, I don't, I don't know what you're missing out on. But the thing that kind of goes along with that, the interim step, is a sweet potatoes. The sweet potato casserole. Huh. Add that to it. Yeah, it's a lot of starch. You got your regular potatoes, you got your sweet potatoes, you got everything going. But who cares? It's Thanksgiving. Enjoy it, right? So, for that sweet potato pie, or that that sweet potato casserole, whichever way you want to do it, I get my sweet potatoes baked. I get them nice and soft. Get them mushed up. Put it in the pan after I after I you know pulled all the the nice delicious part of that sweet potato out of the skin. Put it in that pan, get it all settled in there, and then I put brown sugar and nutmeg and cinnamon in with it. Put little pats of butter on it, bake it, and then get those tiny little miniature marshmallows. And then sprinkle it over the top of it. And then my thing, I don't bake it with the marshmallows in there. I take a torch, I take a kitchen torch, and I torch the marshmallows and toast them. On the top I don't bake the marshmallows on the top I toast on top so it's almost like two layers so if you're not a marshmallow person you can pull them right off if you are a marshmallow person leave it on there eat it but that's like the that's like the interim dessert it's like the meal dessert before your dessert dessert you know you get to that pecan pie get to that pumpkin pie I know people that do like a chocolate mousse pie you get that get yourself a nice cup of coffee oh some fresh whipped cream and if you guys can't make or don't know how to make fresh whipped cream super super easy If you get a hand mixer or like a kitchen stand mixer like a kitchenaid or something like that Put your heavy whipping cream in there get yourself Um a couple of teaspoons of vanilla put that in there a little powdered sugar whip it till the whipped cream is nice and stiff And uh, and, and looks like cool whip, but get it. So it's nice and stiff. You can put that in your coffee You can put that on your pies you will blow people out of the water by having fresh whipped cream. Simplest thing on the face of the planet. So simple. So absolutely simple. But people will sit there and use a Cool Whip. Ah, oh, man, don't, don't waste your time with that Cool Whip. Get yourself some good whipped cream. Put that on there and then indulge. Eat until you can't see straight. Be happy and eat until you can't see straight. It's all about that delicious meal, right? So we get <laughs> we get that meal on the table. We're eating, we're having a good time. And what inevitably happens is conversations about the family. Um, our family has always been really, really close to each other. And um, we love each other to death and spend a lot of time together. And um, that, has, that has changed with the extended family because we're all over the country now. Um, we live literally everywhere from Georgia to Texas to Oklahoma to California to up here in the Midwest where I am. Everybody's everywhere, so it's hard for the extended family to get together. But our our own families, we get together. We've created our own traditions, and I know for a lot of people that's kind of a hard thing to do. You know, you're used to going to grandma and grandpa's house or going to aunt and uncle's house, and that's kind of dissipated. And you have to create that with your own family, with your own kids, and uh, you know your parents and whatnot like that. But it's time for new traditions. Make them. Have fun with them. Make those new traditions. But. Um, we'll do a little story from (laughs) a couple little stories from back when, when I was young and we go to my grandmother's and to my aunt and uncle's house. Typically, like I said, Thanksgiving was at my grandparents and until it went to my aunt and uncle's house and, uh, one of my aunt and uncle's houses and, uh, and Christmas then stayed at my grandparents. And we, we kind of shared holidays around, um, you know, Easter and, and Fourth of July were usually at my parents and, you know, so on and so forth. New Year's was up my my aunt and uncles. And, uh, you yeah, know, it's a great time. Our family was so close knit and we enjoyed that that time so much with each other. We actually had what we call family movie nights where once a month we'd go, we'd rotate between the aunts and uncles um, and we'd go to the house and, and have a big meal and enjoy a movie together. Um, we, we absolutely loved our time, uh, loved our time with each other for sure. So we're, we're eating dinner. <laughs> I remember my sister was young. Um, I want to say she was maybe five, six years old and, uh, we're sit down and in our, our family, when we had Thanksgiving and Christmas, we had the kids table and we had the adults table. The adults table basically you got promoted to the adults table which I'm not even going to say it was promoted because the conversation at the adults table let's be honest, pretty much sucked. But we'll keep that quiet. (laughs) Shh, don't say anything. It kind of sucked. It was all like grown up talk and seriousness and stuff. It wasn't wasn't crazy and silly. And uh, oftentimes the parents would end up at the kids' table asking what we were talking about because we we're laughing our butts off and joking and whatnot. So we would have, we'd have the two tables and the one table, the kids' table was kind of in the kitchen dining area and the parents' table was in the, you know, the fancy dining room. And uh, we'd, we'd be split up and we'd eat. And my grandmother was really... Uh, fancy and very put on about the way she did things so she'd have name you know name place cards at at the spots where we'd sit and she'd keep the couples together you know and the kids would all sit at the table but she'd you know all the cousins would sit there and my my brother and my sister and I were the youngest cousins so we thought it was so cool because our cousins were you know eight ten years older than us and uh We'd, we'd be able to sit with them, which we thought was cool. You know, when you're a young kid and you get to sit with the teenagers, heck yeah. No, it's funny. Um, it's a lot of fun. And, and and that dining room had the had the TV, so we could have the football game on and watch TV while the parents were in there talking. So we're sitting at the table, and my sister's sitting next to me, and my uncles and every, or my aunt, or my aunts and uncles, and and my parents and my grandparents are at the parents' table. And uh, it comes time to comes time to to eat, and we've said grace, and you know, fam- big family, family blessing, and then we we get our food. Sit down. And uh, <laughs> my sister's sitting there, and she pulls out a roll, and she cuts a roll open. And uh, she puts some butter on the roll and is eating it. And then periodically she's reaching up to the middle of the table and there's olives sitting there, black olives and, you know, carrots and celery and stuff like that sitting at the table. And none of us were really paying attention until my cousin calls my sister out and my grandmother would make these pats of butter. And she had these little molds and little cutter things. And she would make these fancy pats of butter and put them out. It wasn't just a stick of butter. Like, when I, when I said my grandmother was fancy, I mean she was fancy. So she put those things out. And my sister is sitting there eating pats of butter. Like, flat out eating pats of butter. And we, we look at her. And my cousin looks over at her and she goes, What are you doing? And she goes... Oh, I'm eating the butter. And my sister then became the girl that eats the butter. And every Thanksgiving after that, we would pass around the different, you know, the gravy and, you know, cranberry sauce and things like that. We'd pass it around the table and then the butter would get passed around. And the joke was, is that everybody should get their butter before it got to my sister. And they would put the butter down in front of her and just leave it there. And watch her eat butter. Now, my sister probably became more self-conscious over the course of time, and she didn't eat the butter like that anymore, but that was her thing. But that was an example of the stories. We would sit around and tell stories of our childhood, things that we would do at my grandparents' house when we'd spend the night there, um, things that we got away with that we should have gotten in trouble for, things like that, and those are all memories that we all cherish and still to this day cherish and talk about around the table. Thanksgiving is that time when we can get back together and talk to each other and enjoy each other and enjoy each other's company. If I could have those moments back with my grandparents where I sat around and listened to my grandfather tell stories of being a kid in Oklahoma and growing up in the Great Depression and and you know, his job at GE and, you know, those kind of things, I would, I would take him back in a heartbeat. I, I greatly miss those, but we have now been able to continue on when we sit around the dinner table with our family of those stories, telling those stories and reliving those moments and keeping that history and that legacy alive and making sure it doesn't dissipate and go away with our generation. You know, all too often we, we want to live in the past and, um, it, it's completely understandable to live in that, that desire to want that past to be there. But if we continue to live in that past, we're going to, we're going to pass up on the amazing and wonderful future that's out there, the creating of the new traditions and, and, and you know, continuing on traditions that we enjoy immensely into the future. So, you know, if you're one of those people that, uh, you know, you're away from family or you don't have family close by or or family members have passed and you don't have them create new memories, create those things, but let those stories and let those things continue to live. Don't shut them out continue to bring them on and continue to, to focus on, the future, um, you know, make new memories with your children, with your family, with your friends, even, um, you know, I know a lot of people do it now where they have, uh, you know, friendsgiving, and it's like, you know, that may be the Thanksgiving that you have, uh, your Thanksgiving may be spent alone, um, or by yourself and that's fine, but don't let them die. You know, don't become so wrapped up in, well, it's not the way it used to be. That you forget to create your own new memories now. I know for me, there's been times where I've spent the holidays by myself and I've still made it a point to get a small turkey or to get, you know, a portion of a turkey or whatever. And continued that on and made my own meal and enjoyed it um, because it's like, oh, it's it's peaceful here. I enjoy it. You know, I call my family on FaceTime or or whatever the case may be, you know, Um, continue those on. I'll, I'll give you a great example. Like at Christmas time. Uh, in our family, traditionally, with a with a big family gathering, we basically had Thanksgiving 2.0. That's what we'd have. It, it was it was Thanksgiving meal all over again, except we added ham. That was <laughs> that was really the only difference, and maybe not pumpkin pie, but we had everything else. Um, in fact, I th- I think we did have pumpkin pie. But um, you know, if you if you continue on creating those memories and creating those new traditions you're gonna you're gonna write your own story that your family your friends your your children whatever may continue on with you um so like for instance at christmas time i do a big italian dinner instead of that um i've created my own i'm like you know what i miss those things but thanksgiving now especially i'll create my own meal my my family's even done that they've gone to making something completely different on christmas Christmas Eve for our family, um, it was uh, very, 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 very traditional. That on Christmas Eve we'd have lobster bisque, much to the chagrin of my brother and my sister. I like it, um, but much to their chagrin. Um, and then a nice little like spinach salad and you know rolls and stuff. And it was really uh, my parents made it a point to have the uh, the apple like the the sparkling apple juice or sparkling apple cider or whatever that you can get around the holidays, they, they made sure that they had that, uh, for us and we'd celebrate that way. But, you know, my, my father was all about, uh, their family was all about doing Christmas Eve, um, in their traditions. And my mother, um, her side of the family was everything was done on Christmas day, you know, opening presents and things like that. And we combined both of them, you know, we opened a present on Christmas Eve. We celebrated, we had a fire, we watched a movie, you know things like that. We opened one present on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Day, we opened everything, did a big Christmas Day thing. So we let that tradition live on. That's my suggestion to you guys. If you're in that space where you're not sure how to do a tradition, create one. Make it yours. Own it. Decorate your Christmas tree or whatever the case may be on whatever day you choose. I know people do it on Thanksgiving. I know other people that do it after Thanksgiving. I typically do it after Thanksgiving myself. I leave Thanksgiving to be its own thing. Whatever you choose to do, embrace it. Make it your tradition. Make it fun. Tell those stories. Sit around and laugh and joke with people and, uh, and really enjoy it. Um, you know, I, I've always been one of those people. If you've been in some of my, my TikTok lives or whatever the case may be, you'll know that I'm one of those people that says food is the equalizer. Um, It is fuel to the soul and the great equalizer. If you look at history and you look at times in history when people have had meetings and whatnot where they want to negotiate, it's usually over a meal or a meal is accompanied with it. Um, You know, either before or after a great negotiation, there's this meal and this time where you sit and you converse. There is something about those times like Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, 4th of July, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, or Passover, where Passover, where that food is the equalizer. That is the thing that brings people together and it makes everything good. Um, you know, it's it's funny how even homes in way that homes are built nowadays are built around kitchens. They're built around... They're built around that, that conversation point, you know, um, that open concept where you're dining and you're eating and you're living all in the same area. It's because people gravitate to the kitchen. I don't know if you guys are like that, but if you ever notice, you go to a family get together, right? Or you go to a meetup with friends or whatever the case may be, and everybody tends to be in the kitchen. Everybody just hovers around the kitchen. And it's that, that point where you can talk and converse and have a good time, create those memories, and you're right there in that kitchen. Going back to the food, guys, going back to making that food and those memories that are with the food, like I was talking about earlier, create those memories around your kitchen. Embrace those new traditions. Have fun with it. If you're not a person that cooks, start learning. Start learning. Start learning. You'd be amazed how much you will actually gain in positivity and life and happiness and joy just making a good meal for yourself, much less making it for others and really enjoying that meal with everyone else. I suggest doing it. I I encourage you to do it. It's a lot of fun. Then... You can sit down, watch that football game, watch the Thanksgiving Day parade, enjoy a good meal, laugh, have those stories, have a great time, and literally release, you know, and, and truly enjoy that time together. I encourage you to make those traditions, make them your own, do your own thing, so Having said that, let's move on to the next part of this uh, little podcast. Here we got a couple more minutes, and then I'm going to end this. But uh, let's let's move on to that. So one of the biggest things about this podcast is that I want it to be about stuff you guys want to listen to. I don't want it to be me just rambling on and talking about random stuff constantly, and uh, and you guys lose interest. So um, we will be definitely having guests. I've already got a couple of guests lined up. Uh, Chief Nitro from TikTok. Uh, he's a former uh, Navy corpsman, uh, 20 years, I believe it was in the Navy. Um, so major, 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 awesome dude, uh, great guy, one of the best friends I could ever ask for in the world. He'll be on, I've got a couple other people lined up, uh, talking about, uh, comic books and, and, um, you know, cosplay stuff and, and stuff like that. So this, this podcast is meant to be kind of all over the board and appeal to, uh, appeal to you guys, you guys are the listeners. So what I would love for you guys to do after you hear this podcast or, you know, you come up with an idea. Hit me up on Instagram. Make sure you follow me on Instagram. Hit me up. Send me a message and suggest topics that you want me to talk about. You want to hear about, I don't know, life stuff, relationship stuff, sports stuff, all that, whatever it is, whatever it is, cosplay, books, uh, movies, um, current events, affairs, whatever the case may be, definitely hit me up on there. Tell me what you want to hear suggest um suggest guests tag them suggest it to uh to them that hey I want to hear you on this podcast I want to hear from you guys I love getting that feedback I love creating content that appeals to y'all that's what I'm here for I'm not one of those people that wants to just sit here and ramble on about random stuff I'm not a big creator I'm not a big podcaster Um, I hope to be one day that would be amazing. That'd be awesome. Um, being able to sit here and do this podcast for you guys brings a lot of joy to me and a lot of excitement for me and a lot of fun. I want you guys to be able to continue on that journey with me. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, let me know. Let's pick a subject. (coughs) Excuse me. Let's talk about it. Let's have fun and let's enjoy this time here. I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you guys go to my Instagram, let me know about your traditions. I want to hear about you guys and what you guys do around the holidays and Thanksgiving and Christmas time, what you guys enjoy and what you guys uh, have done to create new traditions or continue on old traditions. I want to hear about it. I appreciate you guys immensely. As always, still looking for sponsors. We want to get some awesome sponsors on here. Help us continue to keep this podcast up and running and going for y'all. Again, thank you so much for your time. You guys are amazing. You guys are awesome. Be positive. Spread positivity. Spread love over hate. And have a good freaking Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all.